This is What's Shaking with Lakin. Come on in, get settled, and enjoy the show. Go into the chapel and we're gonna get married. Go into the chapel and we're gonna get married. Gee, I really love you and we're gonna get married. We're going to the chapel of love. Hello everyone, welcome to What's Shaking with Lincoln. This week is a very very special episode. We are talking all about weddings. Yes, it is all about weddings. Wedding season is quickly approaching and we want to discuss a very special bridal expo that is coming up this weekend, March 8th at Savannah Station. The first half of the show, we sit down with Carrie J. Hicks of Carrie J. Events and Emma Vickery of Appropriate Beauty as they discuss Carrie's upcoming bridal expo that will be this Saturday, March 8th at Savannah Station. And here we go. All right, here we are with Carrie J. Hicks of Carrie J. Events and Emma Vickery of Inappropriate Beauty. Hi, guys. Thank you all so much for coming on to the show to talk about your upcoming event. I'm so excited to have you. How are you today? I'm doing well. Good, 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 good. You over, You okay over there, Emma? I'm doing good. A little busy now, but good. <laughs> <laughs> same here. Same here. It's a Sunday evening. I had to catch you at a had to catch everybody at the right time so we could talk about this. Now, um, next Sunday on March eighth, it will be the Unveiled Experience Bridal Expo. Now, this expo will be unlike your typical expo, as this expo will be geared more toward the curvy girl. Now, Carrie, how um, how did you come about with this event? Well, I came about this event because, one, I noticed the trend. Um, I, all Our brides are in all shapes and sizes, and many of the shows that are currently out there, bridal shows, they don't, um, they don't really highlight any curvy women. Um, most modeling is done by women that are smaller sizes, single digit sizes, your zeros, your ones, your twos, maybe a six at the most. And most times when brides, they go to these shows, they love the dresses, but they often leave a little disappointed because they don't see anything that quote unquote, they can fit. So with that being said, I wanted to create an environment that would give that to them, that will offer them that experience so they too can feel beautiful and that their bridal needs will be met. Okay. Now with most, have you, have you gone to a good bit of bridal shows? Yes. Um, now with those, do they just say we just don't offer plus size in this particular style or is it they don't offer plus size? It's not inclusive when it comes to plus size. Well, there may be one or two, but when you have a show that has 20 or 30 dresses in it, you don't really notice the one or two. And it's not to say that it's not available, but there aren't a lot of, um, just in recent years, has there been more curvy or fashionable curvy designs. Now, plus size women have been married for years. However, it's difficult to find beautiful dresses or if they do find something, they're having to pay more just because it is a plus size gown. Right. So the the idea is to, to to let them know that beautiful styles are accessible and they will out there to match your style, you know? Right. 
have to have an empire waist and a huge ball gown. You can have the silhouette and the mermaid as well. So right. it's just to show that these different styles are available. Okay. All right. Now, what um, vendors should we look forward to seeing at the um, expo? Well, first we have our wonderful um, draping vendor who is Events by Jess. She's out of Atlanta, Georgia. She she will be sponsoring all of our draping for the event. Um, mm-hmm. We're also going to see um, Eventworks. Um, they will be um, partially sponsoring our lounge, our VIP lounge for the weekend. Okay. Um, we'll also have the wonderful, delightful tastings of um, suspenseful catering um, his company will be providing our VIP brunch okay um, other vendors to look forward to seeing we will also have um, our speakers for our panel um, Brian Keith from Brian Keith Productions we will have Courtney Larissa from OWN TV's I'm Ready to Love we'll also have um, Kenya Freeman from Project Runway and we will also have Miss Tamika Brewington, a therapist from Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow, it's going to be an eventful day. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Now, um, I've heard we're so having Karen- a really cool performer too. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And of course, um, Miss Love, yes, we'll have her her wonderful vocals doing our VIP brunch. Yeah, I will be there. No, it's fine. It's fine. I um, when I do these things, I talk about everybody but myself. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, I'm I'm an afterthought. I'm just coming to buy later. But um, Carrie, uh, just give us a little insight of how you um, started Carrie J Events. Well, Carrie J Events had a had a normal start. Um, most wedding planners start out with their own wedding. Um, mm-hmm. I got married in 2007 and I really, really liked everything about it. I just pulling all the different people together, picking up colors, just all the different aspects of it. I absolutely loved it. So a year later I decided, Hey, why not? I just start my own um, wedding planning company. I had already been doing, um, or hosting or assisting with events with family and friends and organizations for years already. Um, so it said, you know what, why don't you just go ahead and make this a thing? You do this all the time right. anyway. Why not go for it all um, full force? So as a result, I started doing that. And over the years, it's kind of evolved into more than just wedding planning, but also um, events, all types of events, um, those for businesses and nonprofits, um, for-profit and nonprofit businesses. Right. So that's okay. the newest um, venture for Carrie J events. So that's how I got started with planning my own wedding. And that's awesome. I've been stalking your event page and I, I was like, oh my God, these, you, <laughs> you do some beautiful designs. <laughs> it's awesome. And um, Emma, so how did you come about to coming on to help with this upcoming expo? Give us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Well, um, I've been with, I've been in appropriate beauty for, I guess like four or five years now. Um, been kind of working on my portfolio a little bit more over the past year. And I had the opportunity um, through working um, with a vendor um, who also does makeup and, and she also does hair in Savannah Wonderland Beauty Bar. And together mm-hmm. we, we helped to plan this styled shoot. Um, and we ended up connecting with my uh, 
good friend and mentor and like amazing photographer, uh, Adriana Iris Photography, um, mm-hmm. who worked a lot with Deuce Savannah, um, as well as a, a bunch of other people. Um, but she needed a, um, she needed a shoot for her Valentine's editorial. And I was like, well, we have this shoot here. <laughs> like, we just need like, <laughs> a couple more things to put it together. Like, what do you think? And she was like, yes, let's do it. So um, that we pulled it all together. And that was when I had the opportunity to meet Miss Carrie, who was wonderful, a dream to work with. Her design was just beautiful. And then I heard about um, her, her expo for curvy women. And I thought as myself, like a plus size woman, um, the, the representation is, is just not there. Just like Carrie was talking about. And I thought right. this is the coolest thing that I've heard about in the bridal industry in a while. So what, what can I do to like, just get in there, like just be on the ground, see how it works. Like just walk. Right. So I was like, Carrie, what, what can I do to like, to be helpful? So, um, fortunately she was like, I will, will take this girl's word and assume she's yeah. a crazy person. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> so she's letting me do her makeup on the day of, um, okay. I'll be helping out, running around on the actual day of the event. And she like gave me the reins. She just handed over the reins to do uh, this promo photo shoot um, and video um, for the, in in advance of the expo to work up some love for her. Which it came out great because I just happened to meet you because I was doing a Valentine's Mm -hmm. Day show at the Averitt and you were looking for some models. And I was like, well, I mean, I could do it if you want me to. (laughs) (laughs) Like, please, 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 please. How can I like make this happen? So it's easy for you to come and and do your thing. And you were amazing. And And I'll just feed it through my channels, you know, because one thing when it comes to promoting and making things work, it's all about, you know, you have this certain amount of followers and then Carrie has this amount of followers and I have this amount of followers. Eventually those followers kind of overlap and then they start seeing it once, twice, three times. And then you get a whole new bunch from those who don't even know are even related. And I'm all about that. And I love to help in any way I can, even though from a social media end, because I'm very busy, but you know, any way to make this a success, I think it's just, an amazing thing that um that you're bringing this um bridal expo to um savannah and especially savannah's what number two to probably charleston or just as much of a wedding um destination as charleston and there and as you both said there's very little representation when it comes to plus size fashion well, we have um, for our our expo. It's mm-hmm. mainly featuring um, three parts. Um, the first part being the panel discussion with the individuals that I I um, spoke about earlier, and that's mainly so we can just kind of talk about the mindset around curvy fashion and the needs of the curvy bride with industry professionals that can really shed some light from all aspects of it. Um, 
you know, as to what their journey is in the industry as it concerns curvy brides. Um, we have our VIP luncheon and then we have our fashion show. And in our fashion show, our makeup is actually being sponsored by um, Wonderland Beauty Bar, Miss um, Wanda F Christopher. And mm -hmm. we will have designs that are local. We were, I was able oh. to source some local designs for Savannah um, so that you know, our curvy ladies can see, hey, it's here. Here's where you can go and find it. So um, our our attire will be sponsored by um, Ivory and Bow. Yes. Um, also Bluebell Bridal. And we have the um, luxury of having Miss Daniette, who is a local custom fashion designer who will be featured in our show as well so we have okay. those three um entities that are that are that will be contributing to our show which i'm very very excited about and then after our show you know we will have other vendors there who, who they can um network with um some um may be able to fill some of their wedding needs and other just to be have the opportunity to speak with a professional in a more intimate setting. Now, one of the key things about this bridal show, it's not a huge show. Right. It's not hundreds of vendors because it's difficult and it's very, very overwhelming to have so many, but there, this is an opportunity for you to meet, talk with other brides to, to, personally talk with the vendors get some of your questions answered one-on-one -on -one, you know and and just really feel comfortable and feel loved and and enjoy your bridal experience intimate I like that yes now have you ever worked with plus-size brides who have had that fear of not being able to live out their wedding because there are certain restrictions on them is that one reason that you like hey you know it would be great to have plus size expo to you know bring this to light and let them know that they have options well it's not so much as them having restrictions as it is to frustrations right and oh wow this dress is pretty um well it's not it doesn't this designer doesn't make the dress in that size or, mm -hmm. oh, this is gorgeous too. Well, it's, it's, you got to have another in investment of maybe $250 in undergarments to get that mm -hmm. fit, mm -hmm. you know, right. or either we don't have the, the designer does make this in your size, but we don't have it in the store for you to try on. Yes. Right. So you can, it's, it's like, oh, it, so it's not a complete unavailability. It's more of a, wow, okay, if it isn't, and this, this, this is what, when the lady does, when our ladies do make the appointments and whatnot, but it's, it's a frustration. Right. You know, you, like I said, you go to the bridal shows, but you don't see yourself. So it's hard to, to, to realize, to, to visualize what it is that that'll look like on you. A mermaid gown should basically look the same regardless of what size you is but what size you are excuse me due to the silhouette of the dress because it's made to give you that figure eight coca-cola yes. bottle type shape however for a lady just to be honest that's a cup size b compared to mm -hmm. a lady who's has a cup size of a g there's there's a different talk about what has to happen at the top of that dress, especially if it's strapless. 
can confirm right. so, <laughs> <laughs> there's a different thing that has to happen with that dress so you know a lot of times it's simple it's a simple matter of education you know our curvy ladies don't understand that you know you can actually have your undergarments built into your dress more than just the little cup holders you can have a corset built in on the inside of your dress these are things that are that are an option to you so don't feel distressed just know that it's here for you and you just need somebody to kind of walk you through the process. So many of my brides happen to be plus size. Um, is this saying that we're excluding anyone who is not plus size? Definitely not. This bridal show is open to anyone and everyone. However, just notice that when you attend any other bridal show, they never exclude curvy brides. They're just not represented. Mm -hmm. right. Not to say that we are purposely leaving other brides out, however, but this is a time to highlight the curvy bride. Right. That's what we're about. We have yeah. models from size 12 to 26 that'll be um, modeling for us um, on Sunday. Um, they are all excited. We have we have from um, we have from five five to six foot. I mean, these ladies are wow. beautiful. Yay. And um and so are their curves. And I'm just happy to be able to provide a platform where they can be shown, you know, let them know that you can have a beautiful dress and not be forced to piece something together, you know, right. and not be frustrated. And just to, as long as you, t just like any other bride, as long as you give yourself adequate time, you can find what you need yeah. and it's out there for you. Okay, awesome. Uh, that's our, when you said that the corset can be built into the dress, I was like, wow, that's amazing. Because when you see these beautiful dresses, you're like, wow, I'm very busty at the top yes. and I don't want to go. <laughs> yes, I, you know, certain idea. dresses, you can't, you know, they have the back out. So mm -hmm. um, you're like, how do I make up for this? Because I don't want to just go braless. <laughs> yeah, right. Right, because many of us can't afford to do that. Right, <laughs> <For> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's not for monetary reasons. Right. However, it, it's just knowing that, you know, you, you can, I mean, it's an alteration just like anything else. And you can get the look that you want. And it's not all about, oh, God, I got to go on a diet. Uh, yeah. Right. No. It's not necessarily about going on a diet. It's about being healthy and feeling beautiful regardless of your size. And that's what's most important. So with that too, that comes into the psychological mindset of, okay, I don't want to be this big on my wedding day. Well, you know what? Let's, let's step back a little bit. How right. big were you when your fiance fell in love with you? Mm -hmm. Right. So why change now? Right. <laughs> he fell yeah. in love with you for you. Your size wasn't anything that 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 was a determining factor of his love. He wants you to be beautiful. He wants you to feel free. He wants you to feel as magical as your wedding day should be. So therefore, you know, it's all about being healthy and right. maintaining and and understanding that you know and i'm not saying that every curvy bride has self-confident issues i'm not saying that easy either but at right. the same time you have to be healthy both mentally and physically throughout the process because getting married it, it can be a very stressful process yeah it is as the on the other end of being the the wedding band um i have interacted with a great deal of brides and i 
most of my crankiest brides, I really think they're just hangry. They have, you know. Yes, I had one lady, she was not happy her whole wedding. There was nothing I could have done. There was nothing anyone could have done to have made her happy. And she looked like she literally starved herself. Because she didn't eat, she didn't eat much during the wedding. And um, versus the brides I've encountered, even before, even while we're setting up, if they're out taking pictures, they'll come up and talk to us and be like, oh my God, thank y'all for coming today. We're so excited about our wedding day. And brides, that cool. I'm like, so everything's good. You're good. She's like, oh yeah. As soon as I get out of these heels, I'm putting my Converse's on and I'm going to party. Like I deserve this. And I, yeah. and I was like, you just so many, you just meet so many different personalities. And I appreciate the brides. You're like, it's my wedding party. Let's have fun. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I was just doing makeup for um, the wedding of a high school friend, actually. And mm-hmm. um, she was starving. Like she had her kids running around, like a bunch of family there. And she was getting stressed out. And she's like, I just want like a pecan roll. You know, those little like swirly pecan. She's like, I just want a pecan roll. And she had somebody over there saying no you don't need to eat you gotta fit into that wedding dress and but fortunately she had me and she had like somebody else that was team her that were like eat the pecan roll yeah (laughs) like i'm gonna step outside for a second you take a minute to breathe and you eat your pecan roll and then we will continue and everything will be fine yeah because that (laughs) moment in your life is it's such a short moment but it's so important and it's, it's very important that you remember it. You're like, you know, I have my family and my loved ones around me on that day. I don't want to look back and say, look, I was very hungry. I was upset. My, yeah. I had a brain fog. You know, uh, I, I'm, Carrie, I'm sure you've done many of those events. And mm-hmm. um, you, you have your own stories to tell. <laughs> yes. And, and well, see, with me, I people always say, um, I always tell my brides, I say, you have to. I, I purposely, when I'm planning a wedding, carve out a time to make sure the bride and the groom at a minimum eat because they are the focus. They are mm-hmm. the um, center of attention for that day. So people are going to pull on them. And, and you know, it's unconscious in some ways because that person thinks, oh, well, you know what? I see they're sitting down for a second. I just want two, three seconds. Yeah. Well, multiply two or three seconds mm-hmm. with a second or two in between times 150 guests. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So at what point do you stop? So me, I, you know, I serve as interference, interference at times. Like, I'm, she has to eat right now. And right. then I've had those brides and grooms that don't want to sit down. They want to enjoy their guests because they feel like if they sit down, sit down, they're missing something. Right. Well, okay, well, here comes your planner with a plate of food. And while you're dancing away, I'm gonna need you to chew on this um honey bun or whatever you're yeah. eating. <laughs> yeah, something. You need to get something because we have to keep in mind, I'm thinking about it from a health aspect. Yeah. You've been going since dark 30 that morning. Exactly. Okay. You're drinking. Mm-hmm. you yep. can't drink on an empty stomach no, um, not at all. <laughs> you probably didn't eat much this morning right because you're thinking yes i got to fit into that dress well you know what <laughs> if your sugar if your um if your sugar level drops y- you know right. what that's not good you're no. going to get lightheaded you're not going to feel well so you have to provide some type of protein or something to keep your body going you yeah, know right. even if you're grazing I'll accept grazing, but you have to stop and eat. 
That's right. Cool. Um, it's very, very important. And and it's not and and um for those people that say, no, you can't have that because you need to fit into your dress. Well, you can still eat all day long just as long as you're eating the right things. You know, you can't exactly. eat a whole bunch mm-hmm. of junk and and crap and you know things like that you've got to eat healthy things as you're going you have to do things that will um, put things in your body that will sustain your energy so with that being said so yes if you have the bride that all she wants is a pinwheel give it to her <laughs> right because if that's her, give it to her she will be much happy i mean those snickers there's a lot of truth in the snickers commercial <laughs> Yes, it is. But at the it same is. time, um, just something really simple like um, you may be craving sweets. All you want is something sweet. You know what? You're probably dehydrated. You just need to drink some water. Mm. Right. Like really simple like that. So you got to kind of know your body. Don't deprive your body because as soon as you deprive your body, your body's going to crave it unless it is an unhealthy thing that you're craving, you know, that's going right. to. You know, if you just got to have five hour energy, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you don't need a five hour energy. You need sleep. That's yes. what you need. You know, and it could be something as simple as that, that yes, you need sleep. So with that being said, you know, you just have to be reasonable about right. um, what you're asking and what you're doing. And yeah, I mean, like if she, you know, she's in hell and, you know, two or three packs of pinwheels <laughs> every day. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> let's let's back it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Lock down. Let's 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 regroup. <laughs> Step away. <laughs> yeah, I, and yeah. I, I really uh appreciate you as a wedding planner that as a planner that does that because sometimes the people just come up to them and they're trying to they're trying to stuff their mouths as fast as they can. And people are like, oh my God, congratulations, how do you feel? It's like just move out their face. Let them eat. Talk to them on the dance floor. (laughs) (laughs) Or sometimes I've seen planners where they have their food ready during the cocktail hour and they Mm -hmm. just put them behind in a secret little place, let them eat. That way they're ready. No, I love that. Yeah. uh, Make sure that they, the bride and groom always eats first. And by that time, all the guests are served. Then usually by the time that the guests start making their way over there, they usually finish eating. That's if they can eat. Cause I've had times where they're just so excited. There's so much anxiety, you know, it's difficult to eat. And I understand that as well, but I, I just try to make sure I'm like, I mean, I'm switching to my mama mode. I need to eat (laughs) You need something on your stomach. I don't care what it is. You need something. So um, that's kind of how that whole thing is. It's just, you know, kind of changing your mindset about, you know, what you expect to have happen that day and, and having realistic expectations. And even to yeah. the point of once you buy your dress, I, I don't I don't agree with the whole I'm going to buy my dress a size smaller no that's not smart it's you can always adjust okay um for the most as long as you don't drop more than you know like a size or two right Mm -hmm. but with that being said you know once you get the dress you got to maintain right yep there you go okay so what (laughs) was your what's been your most um out of this world event or wedding Define what you mean by out of this world. Um, I have played some interesting weddings where they just, they're like, oh, I want to try this as a tradition or try 
that is an issue. I've done like Disney themed weddings. I've oh. done weddings where um, they have flaming donuts or they want to have <laughs> in lieu of a cake, they have people who don't live near Krispy Kreme love coming to Savannah to get married and have like a Krispy Kreme cake or have a Krispy Kreme donut station. I just read about a donut wall. Yeah, a donut wall <laughs> yeah. or some type yeah, donut of walls are very, very animal farm or some <laughs> something that required you to do something out of the, the normal planning. Um, I would say to date the most um, the most and I wouldn't necessarily necessarily say out of the world because to me everybody's wedding is unique right. so I would say the most unique wedding that I've had would be um, an Indian wedding where we had an aerialist and a fire dancer Wow! Um, beautiful beautiful occasion um, we had the aerialist indoors um, and we had the fire dancer of course due to health not health but um, safety concerns safety. We, had the, fire code. we had the fire dancer <laughs> Um, yeah, we had the fire dancer outside, and then wow. they also did, I think, um, yeah, they also did belly dancing at that wedding as well. Wow, it was beautiful, beautiful occasion. Wow. Um, that's probably the most unique, um, mm-hmm. that I've had. Um, I've also, um, not me personally, but I've had people to do things like foot washing ceremonies, oh, wow. and then, um. Of course, uh, we've had, I mean, there's so many different things that you can do to make a ceremony personal. And I always encourage people to make it their own. Um, Sometimes people get so caught up in, um, now this is nothing against, tradition is fine. Tradition is what marriage ceremonies, that's the foundation of marriage ceremony is the tradition. However, you know, many of the things that we do in wedding ceremonies, people don't even know why we do them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, True. Um, like, for instance, um, pulling the aisle, the aisle runner. Mm-hmm. Um, the aisle runner, it used to be It used to be where um, they thought, like, there were a lot of demons and whatnot that would attack the bride and so on and so forth. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, the pedals and the, the aisle runner was basically to protect the ground that the bride walked on and you know um some people don't know that jumping the broom is just not like a fad in times of slavery that was the only way they could um since it was not legal for slaves to marry um jumping the broom was the way that they symbolized um becoming man and wife um also the veil the veil has significant meaning. Um, you know, there's so many different things that are built into a marriage ceremony and each religion has its own tradition. So I always encourage couples to make a ceremony their own, incorporate something that's really meaningful to them. You mm-hmm. know, the, the guest doesn't always have to know what's going on. It's about the two of you. The guest is a witness. Yes. That's what a guest right. is. You know, what matters is the person officiating and then the two that are joining together. So as to answer your question, I would say the aerialist, belly dancer and aerialist and all of this Uh, was in the same wedding. So (laughs) I've done a wedding down in St. Augustine and um, oh, man, it's a lot to unpack with this wedding. So (laughs) they got married married and I mean, they 
they it was a lot of money they spent on this wedding um they had videographers who were recording from the day that she was getting the time she got up to get dressed one time she was heading to the um to the ceremony she was in the cinderella carriage and everything and um by the time they were making their way to the wedding, the videographers were already processing the had already processed the videos, <clears throat> chopped it up, and were viewing and were um, streaming it on <laughs> Yeah, up until they started the live feed as they were approaching the venue to come in, and um, they were coming off, and they had a Zaffa band playing, which are the drums. They were part nice. um, wow. um, part Iranian. And they were mm-hmm. bringing them in, and I was like, "This is the most epic thing I've ever seen." <laughs> but then the wheels started to fall off. <laughs> I know. Um, well, it's it's one of those where the bride has this expectation of a wedding, mm-hmm. and then her parents have another expectation. Oh, so she's there, like, "I'm getting married. I love this guy. We're gonna have fun." The mom is like, okay, we have a harpist who is going to play Disney <laughs> tunes and the Zaffa band's gonna, you know, play while the harpist plays while everyone's eating. Then the, the the mother and her sisters decide to get on stage and sing a medley of Disney tunes. Um, they were in this uh, uh, octagonal room where as a band, we play the, the sound was directly only toward the dance floor. So you have these people who couldn't hear in the wings because uh-huh. they didn't, there were no delayed speakers. And she was getting upset about that. And, um, and then she, she just, the mother of the bride wasn't happy. The bride was happy, <laughs> which to me, that's all that matters. <laughs> and you're correct. And, that is what matters. It yeah. is. And, but the and mother the probably mother, paid for it. That's why. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And she wanted this to happen. And, and they, they, they took so long to get started. Everything ran behind schedule. And I'm like, mm-hmm. once it's behind schedule before we can even do anything, our hands mm-hmm. are already tied. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to catch you up as quickly as possible. So that um, they wanted us to play 30 minutes. The Zaffa band played 30 minutes. We played 30 minutes. The Zaffa band played 30 minutes. But they, um, we played 30 minutes. And then the Zaffa band pretty much end the wedding. But everything got so backed up. And they only wanted wine. Alcohol started at a certain time of the night before dinner started. And they just kept coming to us and complaining and complaining and complaining. Eventually, she was like, I don't want you to play. I don't want any American music at this wedding. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Like, I mean, either way, we the contract is signed. We're getting paid regardless. (laughs) But the bride was like, no, this is my wedding. I want this band to play. We only played 30 minutes and the Zaffa band played the rest of the night. Oh my God. And the mother of the bride would not even talk to us or look at us. Oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes you know when it's going to be, you know, when it's the it's the mother of the bride's wedding. It's her wedding. The bride's just the 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 doll that's there to it was (laughs) Do you uh, Carrie, do you ever have instances where those work? How do you um how do you work around it? <laughs> in every <laughs> wedding, in every wedding, one person mm-hmm. that feels as if they are the authority for the day. Okay? Yes. Now, whether this is actually true or not, <laughs> right. and 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 what often what 
I've seen often happen is, is yes, you do have a parent or relative of some sort funding the wedding. So they feel that mm-hmm. I'm providing you with the money. Right. Therefore, I make decisions. Well, yeah, that's true because it is your money. However, you have to understand that you are essentially giving a gift. And mm-hmm. once you have given a gift to that person, it is that person mm-hmm. who decides how they should, how they react or should use their gift. Right. So with that being, having that mindset, you, yes, you do come across the mothers. Cause I had one mother um, at the end of the night, she didn't even tell me, thank you. Oh. They had to be out of that building at midnight. I got them out. I had, it, I had to make sure that building was clean, and then mm-hmm. the um, and then back into the condition that the contract specified. And it had to happen before midnight. If not, they would be charged. So at eleven fifty nine fifty nine, their stuff was already packed up and in boxes, but it was sitting right there on the curb for them to put it in their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. you know, because that's I had to get out of the building because they could be charged. You know, right? Mm-hmm. And at this point, um, you know, the mother. The mother, or oh, the mother, she, she, um, she um, made a lot of last minute changes because it was what she wanted, right? And she still expected the flow to be as it was planned, not mm-hmm. understanding that, you know, you can't change. Give you a good example, you, she didn't receive her correct meal. It was plated meal, um, with place cards. Some people had fish, some people had chicken, some people had steak. Everything was properly marked. The caterer was properly educated on who had what and how. The caterer has already printed out her list by table who has what based on the table numbers. Mm-hmm. She sees the layout. She sees the table numbers. Well, at the last minute, mother of the bride decided, you know what? I don't think we should start up here. I think we need to start back over here and we switch some of the table numbers because oh I think God. this table should go here and this table should go there. So when the caterer starts with her team who she's already it doesn't flow right because the mother made the last minute change and thought that everybody was just no it doesn't work like that it just falls in place you know? naturally so and then she comes to me and said um and looks at me and she said um we have a problem Uh-oh. and that's all she says and i'm looking at her like usually when somebody says that this mm-hmm. is me talking to myself now usually when somebody says that they Say what the problem is. <laughs> right. And she said, This is not what I ordered. This is this is not what I ordered. And I'm like, okay. Well, what did you order? And she tells me, and she's like, I said, okay, well, that's an easy fix. We'll go and fix your plate too. Then the next person at her table says, Well, I didn't order this either. This is not what I'm supposed to have. And I'm thinking, okay. So I'm noticing a trend here, and I go back and I speak to catering and they tell me, and then we realize what has happened, and then I get the message from other random person that says, oh, she changed the numbers so that we could do so on. I'm like, oh, she did, did she? Oh, so you're the problem. <laughs> the store's the I never problem. said Found she it. was the problem. I just said I, I, we, feel, we figured out what the culprit is. <laughs> just so, you know, you know, and at other times, I don't think she should wear this. I don't think he should do that. I don't like these. I don't like that. That's fine. But at the end of the day, what this day, these decisions, this gift is all because of the couple that's coming to be united today. Right. And if you can't be positive and support them, 
and their decisions and help them make their own decisions, make, help them make the right decisions, right. then, you know, we really don't want you to be a part of it. We don't, right. I have, so I have a no negativity policy. If I see where somebody is causing tremendous stress, um, they can't get along, play well with others. I don't care if they're even a part of a wedding party. I just ask that they be removed because you yeah, can't progress with them. True. Not the best. It's, it, it seems it seems kind of harsh to quote unquote kick people out of the wedding, but every single time I've done it, the results are almost always much better in the end. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes that person that has been asked to leave, they come around and they're like, "Yeah, I, that was kind of rough." <laughs> yeah, you were. <laughs> yes, we didn't I'll- stop be- because you left. We kept going. Right. So. If you'd like to play well with the rest of us, this is where you can do this is what you can do to pick up, you know, to you know yeah. get back on track. But but there's that person in every wedding that should be in charge that knows better, that right. knows everything and nothing. And <laughs> you know, and and like I said, oftentimes it's the person that's um they usually take the form of a person that's contributing um financially. Right. Or I've known this person all my life and I know what she wants. Well, oh, if you yes. know what she wants mm-hmm. or he wanted, then you'd know that this is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right. So, because um, you weren't in the meetings, you weren't, you know. So, yeah. I just always take it with a grain of salt and I try to handle it as professionally as possible. Um, and making sure that, you know, everybody that needs to be involved is involved and everybody that does not need to be involved is not. Right. I, I hope to one day work on a wedding with you uh, as you, you, uh, planners like you make my life easy because you yes. already know what's been changed, what's been done. When I get my worksheet for the day of the wedding, it's, you know, you're like, oh, hey, well, we're changing the lineup or this, that, and the third um, versus you did this wrong. You did this wrong. You did this wrong. And I'm like, I'm only going off the information that was presented to me. Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. and that's all you can do that's all you can do right and then I have to go back and whenever I submit my invoice and say hey this is what happened just in case because you know some people smile in your face and say they had a time in their life and they'll go back and it give you a terrible evaluation mm-hmm. and then you have mm-hmm. to come back and explain what happened and I'm like wow I never even spoke to this person until they were leaving saying oh it was great thank you so much mm-hmm. and Weddings, I can go on and on a day, all day about because that's just, that's my life. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, Carrie, will you be at the expo? Um, will brides be able to chat with you at the expo? Or are you just kind of just trying to make things run smoothly and have other people yeah, to be available to chat out? with me? Provided I can stop long enough, I'm I'm working right. really diligently to have others. I won't be just, it won't be just me. I won't be a, a team of one. There are, are, are other individuals that are going to be assisting on that day. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, yes, they will have the opportunity to chat with me, to talk with me um, if they like. And it's, you know, like a, a really, um, a really relaxed kind of forum to, for you to get some questions answered if you need to you know right and then too we have some um giveaways as well some companies that'll be raffling off um their services and prizes so i mean that's that's another great opportunity as well like i said there'll be some giveaways um, i can't spoil them 
but <laughs> you can't spoil them. This is just a, a teaser interview for just you a like, teaser. You know, we will have some some wonderful giveaways for yes. the um for the event. And yes, so they can. They can come talk and I love to talk, meet new people and you know, ask questions if they have them and um hopefully they will get a lot out of what we have going on on Sunday. Well, awesome. Um, Carrie, is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, we're going to let you go, and then I'm going to come back and talk with Emma exclusively about makeup and all other things. <laughs> all right. Well, um, um, the event is March 8th at Savannah Station in Savannah, Georgia. Um, it starts at 10 a.m. It ends at about, at the latest, we will be there. It's 4.30. And um, you can go to the website which is theunveiledexperience.com and right up at the top click get your ticket come on by even if you are a wedding professional and you would like to maybe have an opportunity to then you there's a contact page you can reach out to us as well and if you won't be able to participate but you just want to be there just so you can network with the brides please please come still get a ticket go to the unveiled experience.com click get a ticket and you can go straight to eventbrite and we hope to see you there all right. Well, thank you so much, Carrie, for your time. We won't take it any further because I know you have plenty of things to do. And it's Sunday <laughs> afternoon and we got we got to get everything straightened up before Monday. But thank you so much. And I will see you next Sunday. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. For our second half, we come back sitting exclusively down with Emma Vickery of Emma Appropriate Beauty and talk about how she began as a makeup artist and just some things of how she curated the Bridal Expo photo shoot that I happen to be a part of, as well as other challenges and exciting things that has pretty much rounded her as a makeup artist. But first, we are going to hear a few words from our sponsor. We are back. This time we are with Miss Emma Vickery of Appropriate Beauty. How are you today, Emma? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. I've never been on a podcast before. <laughs> I'm excited to have you. Hey, I, um, if you want to be on any podcast, it's a good one to start with because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I just love having conversations <laughs> with people. <laughs> Which is my favorite. I could talk all day, so. Oh, of course, yes. <laughs> and we have plenty of time to talk. So, um, Emma, as as you meant, as I mentioned earlier, um, when we talk with Carrie, is helping Carrie with um, the Unveiled Bridal Expo that's coming this Sunday, March eighth, at Savannah Station, and it is a um, expo that is going to highlight uh, the plus size bride out there. Now, it is not totally only for plus size um, brides of all sizes are welcome to come, but this will be a special delight for those who um, may not have seen enough exposure in the regular bridal expo world. So um, another side to weddings is, well, there's many different factions when it comes to weddings. You have oh, the yeah. caterer, you have the flowers, you have the band, you have the, you have <laughs> the, the family, you have <laughs> the family, the family counselor, the, the Xanax, whatever you need to get through that day. There's plenty of things that, um, that is definitely needed much 
in 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 great deal a doses I should say. Mm-hmm. But um, Emma is a makeup artist. So um, Emma, how did you get started, and what what uh, made you come up with Inappropriate Beauty? I think that is pretty catchy name so like with chicken with Lincoln, you know we're very creative people out here <laughs> yes uh so it's, it's been a, a long and winding road to get here but I will say there um there were two big um events in my life that really made me think okay I, I could be a makeup artist I could do this professionally um mm-hmm. Back in like 2014, 2015, um, Michael and I had, we've been at, we met in Statesboro. We met at uh, Walker Pharmacy and Boutique. I was a Walker girl. It's very yeah. unique sort of Walker girl, um, as Miss Kathy Montgomery would tell me. But um, <laughs> 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 he was a pharmacy tech. We found love. But we, um, when we were engaged, we moved um, to live with his parents in their basement for a little bit in Hartwell, Georgia. Um, so, but after we got married, um, he ended up getting a job with Lowe's down here as a cabinet specialist. And so we, you know, we always just kind of found ourselves coming back to Statesboro. Um, so we, we got here and, you know, I had a few friends, but like, I, I had done some like theater and musicals and like choir and show choir and all that, all that kind of good stuff, like growing up. Right. Um, but I'd had a, when I went to. Uh, the original school that I went to in, in uh, Milledgeville, which was Georgia College and State University and is now Georgia College. Uh, right. I had a very, well, personally traumatic experience auditioning for my first show there uh, freshman year. Um, and I, uh, I did, after that, I, I kind of swore off like auditioning for anything. I did, I did some vagina monologue stuff. I did a Rocky Horror Picture Show, Shadowcast, um, because like it, they were with the women's studies group. And then like the Rocky Horror was like a friend of mine was directing it. So like, that's the only way I put myself out there, like performing. Um, right. It had been years. And but I, I wanted to, I wanted to get back into it again, maybe. And, um, so I went to the Averitt Center and, you know, they're, they're a pretty big deal here in Statesboro, but I had never been before. Um, I didn't really know anything about it, but they were doing little shop of horrors. And, uh, I had been ensemble in that show in high school and I loved that show. Uh, so I was like, I have to audition for this. This is my sign. This is like the, the universe telling me to get right. So, um, I got in the show again as ensemble, which is totally cool. I just wanted to be there, you know, um, right. but like I, a part of, part of, for most of the show, we were, we were bums, uh, <laughs> we were just like the extras walking around looking like crummy. Um, and I was really the only one in the, um, in the cast you had, the the products I guess and s- sort of the experience to to kind of make everybody so I just volunteered myself to to make us all look like bums 
Okay. <laughs> and um, the girl who played Audrey, um, she was having some difficulty with uh, getting the black eye that like she needed for a scene to look right. So I was like, I'll oh, just, you know, I'll look on YouTube, see how to make a black eye and, and, and figure it out. So I figured it out. And like, I would sneak down like before she got on stage and fix her black eye. And then, you know, she'd go and, and that was really like the first moment where I thought, okay, like this is, uh, this is something I can do this. Yeah, I could do this. <laughs> so I started the page like shortly after my mom was like a, a huge help in like getting me some of the supplies that I needed to start out. Um, and then a, a good friend of mine who actually did my wedding hair and makeup for my entire bridal party and uh, was a bridesmaid. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. She, she had taught me through like what I kind of needed. Um, she, she'd had some experience with airbrushing and I felt really strongly that that's something that I wanted to do one, because, um, it's, a uh, it's a more advanced technique. Um, it, it it's really just, it, it gives you a beautiful finish. Um, you don't have to worry about like blending and skin texture. It just, it's, I love, I just love the effect that I'd seen from it. So she helped me pick out the right airbrush gun and tool, like the um, air compressor. And, um, and then my mom helped me like put the, the financial side of it together. And so like I had a little kit and, um, so I did a few little gigs here and there. Mostly, uh, I really started doing makeup lessons. Uh, okay. and for, you know, having just started out and not really knowing that much, I mean, they were pretty, they were pretty popular, I think, because I was doing a lot of shows at the Averett. So I was making connections um, and with people who, who liked me and, and thought, you know, maybe she can help me do my makeup better. And so I did like, I did in-person sessions. I did them out of my house. I did them via Skype with a few people. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, that was, that was really interesting actually, you know, cause I couldn't touch their face or, you know, right. but, um, but they were pretty successful. I got January of 2019 is the second um, incident that really brought me to life. Um, Adriana Iris Photography, um, who had photographed our, um, our group promo shots for, um, when I performed as Janet and Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Bay Street Theater. Um, like, so it'd been a few years ago and we had just stayed Facebook friends and she just reached out to me one day last year in January and said, Hey, do you want to like, come by and just model for me one day. And I was like, I had been like ardently following her work. I thought she was wonderful and so talented. And I was like, are you, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) It's It's (laughs) Okay. And I was like, yes, yes, absolutely. I want to come model for you. I hadn't at that point, like I'd modeled a little bit like for funsies, like in my early twenties, but like I, I had, you know, I'd grown a little more shapely over the years and, um, right. I just didn't think that was a, a thing somebody would want from me anymore. Um, so I was like, hell yeah, like let's do it. And like two days later, like Friday, I'm like driving to Savannah to her house and, um, have this like, Oh, you would love it. You need to find that photo. <laughs> but it was I had a sequin jumpsuit and like it was the main one and then I had this little floral it was my first professional photo of my makeup that's the first one that I'd ever had um and 
I, uh, I found this group in Savannah um, because there, there really wasn't much going on here um, as far as like on Facebook where I could find a group of people to, to collaborate with. But there's this group called Savannah Photographers, Models, and HMUAs. Um, and I, I posted the photo that she had given me there. And it just kind of over the next year, I just spent a lot of time driving back and forth to Savannah collaborating with whoever would take me, whatever models would want to work with me and just right. build, building my skill set, building my, um, uh, my portfolio. And I went, I mean, in a year I went from nothing in my like professional portfolio to, I think it's over like a hundred photos that I have now. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. And so, um, do you, when it comes to doing makeup, do you, uh, what am I trying to ask? Is it more of a, does the client say, Hey, I'm doing this particular shoot. I want this look, or is it more of, I just need a makeup artist. You do what you do. It's a, it's a little of both. Um, mm-hmm. I think definitely like when I was starting out, um, there was maybe a little more of like, Hey, we're doing X, Y, Z theme. Like, do you think you could come out and do that? And I'm just like, yeah, whatever, like whatever it is, I'll do it. <laughs> like, don't worry about right. it. I'll figure it out. Get me in the door. Yeah. Get, Get me in the door. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, the longer, um, I, I, the more I did these, these creative shoes, the more I started to kind of hone in on like what my aesthetic was. And so I started like pinning like themes of things that like I wanted to do. And I would start approaching like photographers or models, like whoever I felt needed to come first or whoever I felt like was, I was drawn to the most um, and say, Hey, like, I've got this idea. Like, do you want to, do you want to do it? And um, a lot of people said, yes. (laughs) Um, and if you follow inappropriate beauty um you will see that emma has the most beautiful brightly colored purple hair (laughs) it's true that's how how a lot of people recognize me like ah it's that one with the purple hair yes and who knows what color it may be next or what she may try after that. But um, uh, she, has, she has some really mad makeup skills. And I was fortunate last weekend to to be a part of her work for the uh, Bridal Expo photo shoot. So, um, Emma, when you came up with this uh, expo photo shoot, what, what did you have in mind? Or just give us a breakdown of how that came to be. When I'm passionate about something, when I feel really invested in an idea, um, I can, I can talk to whoever. Right. I <laughs> so, <laughs> with all that in mind, I was thinking and brainstorming and just like, what, what can I do? Um, and then I, uh, I had the fortunate experience of seeing uh, a certain performer um, at the Frank and Ella Valentine's <laughs> Day event yes. at the Center for the Arts in Statesboro, Georgia. Um, and let me tell you, like, we originally were sitting in, like, the, the middle, like, of the theater, like, in the center aisle. And when you came out, 
my jaw dropped. I was just like, <laughs> who is this goddess in green sequin bodycon dress with like silver and blue reflect? I was just, oh, I just died. I was like, and then you opened your mouth and you were like, yeah, I'm just like, I'm just this girl who came to Savannah to be a lawyer. And now I'm a professional singer. And I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like I get this girl because I like have an, a, an associate's degree in accounting and here I am doing makeup art. And <laughs> like, well, sometimes like, I, you have to go where life takes you. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, okay, step one, I need to like, just be her best friend. And then step two, I need to figure out who does her makeup because it looks wonderful. And also I would love the opportunity to paint that face. And then three, you know what? I bet, I bet she sings at weddings in Savannah. I bet she does that like a lot. That could be like her, her main thing. Uh, <laughs> um, so I bet like, whether or not she personally wants to be interested, she might have like some kind of connection that would be helpful for Carrie. So I was, I was bound and determined like to, to sit, you know, and I was on like pins and needles, just like, like I was so enjoying your performance. Cause you, you're, Oh my gosh, your voice and your, your stage presence. Like you are enchanting. But at the same time, I was like, okay, okay, prep yourself. You got to meet her and not seem like a crazy person. And, <laughs> and I was telling like um, afterwards when I was waiting for everybody to clear out so I could, I could get to you like without like feeling like there was a line of people behind me waiting to talk to you, you know? Right. Um, and I told my husband, I was like, hey, so I think, I think I'm going to talk to to Lakin and I'm going to, I'm going to ask her about the expo and just see what, see what happens. And he's don't do that. She's like at a gig. She's ready to go home. Like, don't. Please don't do that. And I was like, mm, no, I'm going to do it. I had a feeling and I had this sense of like connection to you. And I was like, I just have to, I have to do this. So I mean, as, as you know, <laughs> you, you waited for all of the, the red hat society to clear out the way. <laughs> I did. And it was like, okay, fangirls for five minutes. <laughs> and then, um, and then I, I brought up, you know, Carrie's event and was like, you're just this beautiful, like plus size woman, you know, what it's like to be in that world and know what our, not what our limitations are, but what the world like limits to us. Yeah. Or what we can, um, I always say what we can work around. Yes. You know? Our workarounds. You're familiar yeah. with the, the whole sh the shebang. And I was like, yes. you, you like, if, if you feel like me as a plus size woman, like I felt so, inspired by by Carrie's willingness to do this event and make this available yeah. to women like us and um so anyway so I, I was like I just I just gotta I just gotta get her on board so and then you you made it so easy you made it so easy to get you on board <laughs> and, and that I was like okay step one like how, I don't know how that's gonna pan out like but you told right. me you weren't 
you weren't booked that day. So I was like, hmm, like the wheels were turning. Right. Um, that, that was step one. And then um, I think on like Saturday or Sunday, uh, I shared Carrie's event on my page, my professional inappropriate beauty page. And I talked about it a little bit. Um, and then shared it on my personal page and, um, a photographer that I had worked with like before and who I love and is just a genuinely sweet, good person. Uh, Melanie McCullough photography. She reached out to me and she said, girl, like I had no idea that the woman, um, running this expo was a local like Statesboro event planner. She said, I had been trying to like figure out a way to market myself more to to curvier women and I would I haven't been able to figure out like how to do it I would love to sit down and talk with her and I was like well I'm meeting with Carrie on Tuesday do you want to just come along and join us (laughs) like let me let me check with Carrie make sure that's okay but like of course Carrie was like yes please and so (laughs) so we all (laughs) sat together in the green room at the Averett Center because let me give a shout out to the Averett Center for being incredibly supportive and flexible with me and my schedule and like all my other little hobbies and gigs. Right. (laughs) They've been awesome. Um, So, but there we were in the um, the little green room and we we were like, what if we did like, like a promotional photo shoot? What if we did that? And Carrie's like, that sounds awesome. She's like, but I'll be honest, I don't have any time to put any, any energy or resources really into this. So like, this is your baby. Like I give you the reins, like just do it. I was like, okay. (laughs) Of course. Right. uh, Cause I had just helped. um, I like, I, like I talked about, or or maybe I I don't know if I talked about it, but I just kind of helped organize um, the, the recent valentine's editorial shoot for do savannah um so my makeup was on the you know on the front page of, of do savannah for the second time this year yes. <laughs> crazy um but I, I had done some of the behind the scenes stuff and um i, I really liked it so I was like okay well let's let's do this like let me just plan this whole thing and just see what happens yeah, of course <laughs> There's nothing wrong with asking. I mean, there's nothing wrong with just taking that shot in the dark. I mean, if anybody wants to know my road to success, that's pretty much it. <laughs> the worst they can do is say no, and then you move on to the next person. And if they say no, then you move on to the next person. Um. So anyway, so I was like, okay, well, we've got like three weeks at that point less yeah three weeks until until the event so I've got to make this happen within the next like week and a half to really make it have any impact on like her ticket sales interest in the event visibility that kind of thing um so between Tuesday and Friday I pulled together um my good friend and videographer uh Courtney Moore of Eat Production um oh my god just one of the most talented people and like cool and reliable and easy to work with like just oh he's so good um so I pulled him in um I was looking for models I'd already had my photographer at that point 
Um, so I, I I pulled in my good friend um, and former coworker uh, Courtney Hendricks. Um, she is an esthetician at Ulta, and she is also a bride to be. And she's getting married in December. So this is like a little trial run, you know. And she's a beautiful curvy woman. And I was like, yes, perfect. Okay, got that one. And then I, I sat and I was like, you know what? I'm a I'm a plus size woman, and I model sometimes. So. Okay, one less, one less model to find. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I was reaching out to all my connections to find somebody else. And you were like, well, I, you know, I, I'll do it. I was like, are you kidding me? Of course, please come down and model for me. Oh my gosh. Right. Um, so I had my models. I had my photographer. I had my videographer. Um, we planned for downtown Statesboro because again, no budget. Um, so exactly. just like... <laughs> This is fine. This is where we will do it. We've got some beautiful columns and buildings and, you know, we'll make it work. Um, so I had to acquire three plus sized bridal gowns. Um, and I had my sights set on sites set on frills. Uh, frills is definitely the biggest, uh, um, name in like prom and, and bridal wear in, in Statesboro. There are some other like great boutiques, but like frills is definitely, I mean, they're located right downtown. They're huge. Their window displays are always gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, I'd like to work with frills, but what do I have to like appeal to them to get them to, to do this for us. And I was like, okay. So we worked with Ivory and Bo on the edit, uh, Valentine's editorial. And fortunately um, we'd borrowed six dresses from them, uh, which was insane. Um, but they, uh, I, I was working with Alina um, who, who doesn't work there anymore. Uh, Amy is now the the person who, who does that. But um, Alina had wrote back when we brought the dresses back and said they were in perfect condition it was so rare for her dresses to come back unharmed and like yes yes it like from from styled shoot she said it is exceedingly rare that's what we've had to change some of the language in our rental contract um so she's like thank you guys so much so i you know i i wanted to frame that (laughs) but i was like okay to remind and just thinking of someone renting something i would think you would take extra extra care of it like don't let it hit the ground you know let's let's be mindful of snags and make sure you know inspect it fully before picking it up as well as inspecting it once again when you return it yes ma'am one one would think that would be the case but it is apparently not wow <laughs> walk into frills which is like covered in these beautiful fancy gowns and everybody in there looks polished and put together and i'm just like hey um i talked with aaron the other day i'm emily from inappropriate beauty and we had talked about like borrowing a couple dresses for uh, a shoot for a bridal expo and so they go get aaron and um i kind of like word vomit at her a little bit and I'm like I just want to you know I just want to do this because I feel like it's important and like you know she Carrie J events is a, is a member of our community and I, I want to be supportive of her endeavor and I, I don't know something clicked and um Aaron was like yeah uh, well we know we've got the sister store frills off the rack and we're really trying to like promote that right now so let me walk you down to frills off the rack and like, we, we'll, we'll make that happen for you. Summer was so crucial to really like making this happen for everybody. Um, and, uh, God, it went so beautifully and, oh, 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 of course I have to mention on, on Friday, 
um, when I was scrambling for a photographer, I remembered that my dear friend, Brandy Bowen of Brandy Bowen Photography, um, had asked me recently if I was available this Sunday to shoot with her. And she had been wanting to do a bridal shoot with me for a minute. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, maybe I'm saved. And so I messaged Brandy. I was like, girl, I need you. I just need you. And she showed up. Everybody who agreed to be involved showed up and killed it. And every, like every single one of you made that day amazing. Like, and it was my birthday. So. Yeah, it was a great day. Um, I think the, the part that had me worried the most was just trying to go off the strength of getting the right size for my dress because I right? had no time to um, come to Statesboro to, to try something on. And I was like, oh, I know my waist size, if anything. And hopefully that can help. And um, it was a beautiful dress. And now I see why, you know, I see now that most wedding dresses come in like one size. Well, each size is a, is a, I guess it's not tailored to curve to the curves because there's just so many, we have so many different shapes and our bodies are shaped differently. And I see why it takes so much to get it altered and get it the right fit because I don't have big shoulders. So the, the, I had to keep pulling up the, um, the straps or, the dress was too big in the middle and you know I was like okay now I see why it's such a process and so important to have um fittings for brides yes my yeah my straps also had to be clipped back because I'm short-waisted I do have the broad shoulders but I am very short-waisted so it was just a little too tall for me so we had to you know we had to make some adjustments with clips but they gave us the clips and that dress honestly other than those little those little picadillos I mean it fit you like a glove yeah, it was so amazing yeah you look gorgeous <laughs> and uh once again for everybody who's uh listening who are who's your um photographer and videographer again yes um the photographer uh for um the um the promo shoot was Brandy Bowen photography she is um very much a high fashion bridal photographer. So if you're looking for somebody who has uh, an elegant vision, um, who has creativity, who, uh, who can really um, elevate um, your, your bridal experience and also be like empathetic to your needs and and prompt and reliable, like Brandy is your girl. Um, And then my videographer was Courtney Moore of Eat Productions or Production. Uh, no S. Um, and again, he is so professional, so easy to work with, so reliable and has, he's so talented. I can't wait for everyone to see the video that he created. Uh, and the, his, his song choices for videos are always so on point. His, his transitions, his, his, uh, focal point, or I don't know how to say it, but like just the way that he sees things happening is is incredible mm-hmm. um and, and bring these the same way and they just both have a very um fantastic creative vision and just to like segue to something else um now Courtney also works with you on your your uh fashion promos right 
Yes, that has been a recent and such a welcome addition to uh, the uh, kind of promo material that I create uh, on behalf of Express as an Express ambassador. Okay, so how did you come about uh, being a, a, an Express ambassador? Uh, mm. <laughs> or is it just something I, you just stumbled into think- or you it's just the opportunity knocked, you went for it, and here you are now... Um, I'll be honest I I think that like I filled out like there's maybe some application online like maybe I went on their website and found it um maybe there was like an email with an application like I don't know I don't I don't remember now because it's been like a year and a minute and like I'm like how how did this happen it's just one of those instances where opportunity and here you are you know (laughs) yes goals for 2020 now I always talk about you know let's always encourage people to set mini goals because mini goals make achieving a big goal so much easier as you take the steps um one thing for me is I'm just trying to be more engaged in social media I have to do more creative content uh, such as the podcast, which is one way I was like, well, mo- people want more from me, but I have very limited time to give. And yes. um, starting the podcast, I can record from anywhere and I could just either just talk solely by myself or invite guests on to talk. And it's just another way for me to be visible. Um, so as far as you and your brand, which I you, you told me in different talks that you're about to launch another portion of your whole um style and branding and everything how what do you expect to get out of this year oh my god um how much time do you have (laughs) (laughs) um this year um is is pretty ambitious for me um uh on a a personal note um I, I recently got some some medication stuff changed around to treat um both uh, my mental health and my physical health and um it was kind of like the somebody switched the light back on in my brain mm-hmm. um like I felt like a zombie for a couple of years and just really wasn't like engaged or uh, excited or motivated and it was like somebody turned the light back on um and it happened pretty much like over the course of the end of last year. And in January, I was like ready to go. Right. Um, so I did that, that style shoot um, for the Valentine's editorial. And um, I liked that a lot. And, um, and, and during that shoot, when I was talking with one of the models, we were, we were discussing, you know, there's, there's nothing really like, like that, that um, Facebook group that I was talking about available to, to people in Statesboro. Right. I thought, you know, the last thing I want to do is become a Facebook admin of a group, but I, I, I think I have to, I have to do this. Like I, I'm positioned, um, at the, at the front desk of the Averett center four days a week right now. Um, and, uh, like, so I feel like I'm in a good place to connect with other artists. So I made this group, it's called Statesboro creative folks. Um, and a, a big focus of it is one to just connect artists of all different kinds, like performing artists, um, visual artists, literary artists, like whoever. And from all experience levels, from student to just like, I have a passing interest in art um, to somebody who's, who's very professional and experienced. Right. 
um, in the hopes that they'll they'll make connections, um, and do collaborations together, and and just gain more visibility for themselves. Maybe like find some like mentors and mentees, and like just ways to to really connect with each other. Um, now, do you feel with that that Statesboro is kind of like? I guess in a sense, a blank canvas. So since Savannah has its own little interest going on and then maybe the next big place is Augusta, maybe? Are you kind of like positioned between both? Um, do you feel that um, Statesboro kind of has a, a scene, but it's just not being expounded upon? It's not growing at the rate you feel it should be? I think that um, just from, and this is just from my personal experience and from conversations I've had with other people, um, it can be hard mm-hmm. to to connect and network in Statesboro if you didn't, if you weren't grown and born and raised there. Oh, okay. um, I've been a Statesboro resident on and off for like 10 years almost. Okay. <laughs> But I, uh, I still sometimes feel very much like an outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I've spoken with other people who, who feel the same way. You know, their home is here. They, they love their community. But like, it's just, it can be a little bit insular and with regards to like making connections and networking, unless you're like paying to be involved in like some of these bigger organizations, which some of us, you know, can't, can't afford to do quite yet. Right. Um, so uh, I wanted a... a an overall very safe, welcoming, diverse space where people could just share their work and ask and learn. And a a part of it too is I spent the last year like working for free on creative projects with a lot of other people working for free. Um, And uh, over that time, I learned a lot about how to ask for help, how to ask for resources, how to ask for connection, how to ask for mentorship. Right. Um, and those are things that don't come naturally. Like you don't just, you're not just born knowing how to ask for help right. or, and the way, the right way to, um, to ask the right way to handle a rejection, the right way to, to, to just network and be, be a professional and also a creative professional. Um, so I, my plan for the group is to also be sort of an educational place for people who are just starting out or who may be professionals that, that want to branch out a little bit and work with some other creators. Yeah. Um, here in Savannah, you know, most of us, well, the majority of us, I can say, are all transplants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very, very much the culture there. Yeah. yeah like everybody's a, a transient. And and there's always someone who comes in from somewhere else and brings in something special with them. And then this person brings in something special and that person, yeah. and it creates this whole network of creatives who, who get things done. Um, and, I, and another thing that really helps is that, you know, SCAD's here. So now Savannah's yes. automatically an arts town and you can never have enough arts here. But I can see where Statesboro is more just a college town, family-oriented town. Um, Board-oriented town. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're more, they are more insular because they don't have, um, I wouldn't even say the access. They just don't, 
I don't know what it is they don't have, but that's different from Savannah. But it's also a smaller scale as well. So it's true. Which it's could true. change in the next five to ten years, just depending on yeah. how mm-hmm. much I don't know. Georgia Southern grows. They want to implement uh um their they want to beef up their fine arts. It all depends. You know, it could be that today and arts exploding tomorrow. So. Yeah. And that's my hope is really just to give us all a little bit more exposure, a little bit more visibility um, and feel, feel like we have a little tribe of, of creatives here um, that we can, we can uh, identify with and connect with. I think a lot of us are really searching um, and it's been my lifelong search for, for people to connect with people who are passionate about the same things you're passionate about or like whose passions interest you mm-hmm. um, just people that you can you can connect with and feel like you belong right um that's that's a big goal with that I also sorry I, I, I could truly talk about these things forever um but another goal for that group is to funnel like that love and safety and diversity into um, some other community um, projects and, and um, nonprofits. And um, for, for instance, I am uh, also working, uh, this is our second year with Statesboro Pride. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, last year I found about, out about it too late and I just attended and had the time of my life. Right. But um, this year I was like, okay, I, I want to get involved. Um, did not know how involved I was going to make myself, but um, (laughs) I am co-chairing the programming committee. Um, I am part of the fundraising committee. Um, And then I'm also part of the organization to make Statesboro Pride into a legal nonprofit entity. Um, Because I have background in contracts. I felt like that was probably like a good place for me to be like just experience wise. Um, now, how is uh, Statesboro um, receiving uh, there being a Statesboro Pride? You know, that's a great question. I feel um, privileged um, to be currently like centrally located in a in a space where um, there's a lot of support um, and. Um, there's not a lot of uh, vocal um, negativity right. about LGBTQ plus folks. Like, I mean, we've got, um, I, I'm not going to out anybody, but right. like no. we've got, you know, people working there who are like, who are queer right. and it is wonderful. So it's a, it's a safe, it's a safe atmosphere. I don't really have a pulse on, um, on how Statesboro feels as a community about it. I mean, I, I'm sure I will gather what that attitude is as we progress along this planning process. Um, But uh, I mean, I know the, the mayor is a hundred percent behind us. He, he was the one who helped like them get a facility last year. Um, And there are at least a few council members who are very much on board with, with helping us Mm -hmm. uh, promoting us. Um, So we've got, we've got some support in high places, which we've, so appreciate um and i just need to to grow that um and i've you know got one more little little goal for yeah let us know <laughs> it's funny, it's funny. 
Um, uh, as you mentioned, I am, um, I am trying to grow my brand, um, and, uh, through, uh, just helping organize that, that Valentine's editorial and then throwing this bridal plus size bridal shoot together in like a four day period, <laughs> um, uh, and working with Courtney too. Um, I really like the, uh, the behind the scenes, like, like coordination of resources um, and pulling people together and um, creating a concept, executing a concept. Like I can storyboard a video. Um, so uh, with with the support of like some friends, like backing me, like emotionally and <laughs> mentally. Oh, yeah, um, this weekend, I I will be launching inappropriate promotions. All right. Yeah. So what do you, um, what will inappropriate promotions consist of? Um, let me start off with what I'm not going to do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to be your like week by week pushing out new content for you, like ongoing relationship, uh, marketing person. Right. Um, I am really here um, for businesses and events, um, that need, um, a little bit more visibility and promotion who want to do, um, either, uh, like some kind of promotional video or, um, I do graphic design, okay. um, so like new business owners, I can make business cards, I can make promotional posters for events. Um, and then Courtney has agreed, and I, I have a, a whole network of, of people that really I, I trust are reliable, are creative, and who um, are good on a deliverable. Like you tell them this needs to be done by X time and they have it before that usually. Right. Um, so I want to connect, I want to be the connector, the one-stop shop for somebody who's looking to put together a cool like commercial or promotional video um, and just you know, push an event or their new business or whatever. Um, so it's more like, um, like bigger scale, like that kind of thing. And I, and I probably won't be doing sporting events. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm going to send you guys over to, um, a stout house media who does a fantastic job covering sports events. Um, that's not, that's not my thing. I don't think I'm the person to, um, who will be passionate enough to, uh, do a, a really bang up job on that for, for them. So, um, but, uh, for, uh, for, uh, your other promotional needs, uh, I'm your girl. <laughs> yeah. And right after she finishes this recording, she's going to work on la- Are you launching it tonight or you're that- going to get some time this week? I am going to make an attempt to launch it either tonight, hopefully, um, either tonight or first thing in the morning. Um, those those are the time. That's the timeline. I'm, I'm sticking to it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that is inappropriate promotions. So by the time you hear this podcast, um, it will have already launched. I will have more details in the description box. So look out for that. Once again, thank you so much, Emma, for your time and sharing your goals and your your makeup with us and everything. And we wish you nothing but success in the future. 
And hopefully, maybe within six months, we could probably come back and say, hey, what have we accomplished, you know, since this time? How is everything going? And uh, it's always great to do follow-ups with people just so, you know, we can all be accountable for what we kind of put out there in the atmosphere. <laughs> and I'm hoping that maybe we'll uh, we'll have a chance to work together maybe on some. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. stuff for you. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm always always in need of some type of promo material because people always ask it used to be a lot of photo promo now it's more video content or it's this or it's that it's a never-ending story so I just try to please everybody with the most I can do (laughs) that they can get because we all need like in love (laughs) yeah oh well thank you thank you thank you you. well all right Emma I am going to let you go and let you get started on some work so I can get started on some work on my end and I will chat with you soon all right thank you so much you have a great welcome you too bye Wow, this has been one super fun-packed show. Once again, I want to thank Carrie J. Hicks and Emma Appropriate Beauty for coming on to the show to discuss Carrie's big event this Sunday, March 8th at Savannah Station, and that is the Unveiled Experience Bridal Expo. Now, that show will be from 10 to 4 p.m., and tickets are available as well as vendor space opportunity. For more information, you can look at the description box below where the link will be posted. But thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. And I will see you all next week. Take care. You've been listening to What's Shaking with Lincoln. If you haven't already, please, 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 please give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. And don't forget, you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We will see you next week. Same time, same place. Bye, y'all.